Hi, my name is Alex Kelly, co-founder of Bright Flag, and this is In-House Outliers, a podcast where I interview those who've taken unconventional paths and challenged conventional notions of how in-house legal should operate. Today is a special episode as it comes soon after the announcement that Bright Flag has acquired Joinder. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Don Keller, the CEO of Joinder, to share his story. I've had the pleasure of getting to know Don over the last few months. He is the visionary founder of Joinder, and he's also an incredibly experienced corporate lawyer. From our perspective, the acquisition of Joinder is incredibly exciting, as it is a logical next step on our journey to provide an end-to-end legal operations platform for corporate legal teams. For many corporate legal departments, project management, communication, and storage solutions are spread across several disparate tools, making it difficult to operate as a team and employ best practices. Joinder, which will be known as Bright Flag Workspace, is an elegant solution to this problem, combining task management and calendaring, document collaboration and storage, and in-app communication in a secure and privileged environment. Don, first of all, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Alex. And uh, we're thrilled to be part of Bright Flag. It's a, it's a terrific match. Don, before we jump into the Joinder story, let's start at the beginning. What was the moment that you knew you wanted to be a lawyer? You know, uh, Alex, it goes back to my college days where I was considering various career alternatives. And I, I really felt like my strengths were in providing advice and, and in analytics. Becoming a lawyer made a logical sense back then, and I'm, I'm thrilled that I did. I, I always also had a sense that I wanted to be in business. And so I wanted to combine the concepts of uh, law and business, and that's what led me to corporate law, despite being a litigator for the first nine months of my career. And you've just led me to my next question, Don. What was your first job after graduating from Boston College Law School? I started out at Ropes and Gray in Boston, which was a terrific uh, corporate focused firm. And I spent two great years there. And uh, my wife then wanted to go to business school and she applied in various places and got into UC Berkeley. And, and we said, let's go to California for two years. And it's been about 35. The combination of her wanting to get to business school, as well as the, the technology world was just developing back then. This was back in the early 80s. And the thought of being in California seemed like a great career move for both of us. And Don, what, what was your first job then when you moved to the West Coast? Did you, did you go into a law firm role there as well? I did. Uh, and interestingly, I went to a firm called Ora Carrington in San Francisco, which was one of the leading corporate firms in the Bay Area. And interestingly, at the time, I was given a lot of advice to, to go to Silicon Valley because there were firms like Wilson Sonsini and others that were growing. I think Wilson Sonsini probably had 30 lawyers back then. And because of where Berkeley was located, I really wanted to be in the city. And so I chose Oric, which was a great choice. But I always knew that I wanted to get down to Silicon Valley uh, as well. That ultimately led me to join a Silicon Valley startup firm called Venture Law Group back in the early 90s. Interestingly, they were, they were very focused. The, the leader of the firm, a, a, a well-known person named Craig Johnson, he was very focused on innovation in the law. That was what we were focused on, as well as customer service. And he always taught us, don't worry about doing things more effectively, more efficiently. We'll get more business that way, even if we you know, end up 
you know, being able to do a deal for half price uh, because we're so effective, we'll, we'll get three times as many deals. And that's, and, and we'll be that much more effective with our customers. And that's the approach we've taken throughout, or I've taken throughout my career uh, since then. That learning was pretty darn important. But that's really interesting, John. And, and, and I suppose unsurprising to some extent that law firms focused on collaborating with these technology companies that were starting to emerge at the time were, were going to be more innovative in how they delivered legal services, given the nature of the customers that, that, that you were serving. Can you recall what the kind of first innovation you experienced at Venture Law Group was in, in how you were going about delivering legal services to these clients or kind of step change to how you had seen, seen things being done previously? Several things to mention there. One is our co-founder, Jim Brock, who was a partner uh, at Venture Law Group as well. I remember Jim teaching the rest of us that we really needed to be using email to deliver documents rather than FedEx. FedEx was the way things got moved around the world. And that was the way we were used to doing things. And, and Jim was discovering in the mid nineties that email was a far more effective way to do that. And he taught us all to adopt that very quickly. And so we, we were uh, earlier than other law competitive lawyers in presenting that as an innovation. And today it doesn't sound like much of an innovation, it was, but at the time it was pretty dramatic. You know, we used FedEx and fax machines uh, and, and Jim helped us uh, see, he, he was always sort of on the, on the front of the innovation curve. One of the other interesting things, one of our clients at the time was a company called Visioneer. Visioneer made a little desktop scanner where you could put documents into it. They would scan it and it would create a PDF right in front of you. And that was a remarkable device actually. And so Craig Johnson went out and bought a Visioneer scanner for every lawyer in the company. Frankly, every time we had a client in, we'd say, look at us, we're the most innovative. We, we even have these scanners on our desk. And, and that was pretty convincing and effective at the same time. So there was those types of things that we were on the forefront of and continued to be. And interestingly, the early concepts behind Joinder were really things that we thought of back in the late 90s at VLG, where we, Adventure Law Group, where we, we really felt like we needed a place where clients could go to get access to their documents and to their transactions. And we created a concept of My VLG, which is a My VLG place for every lawyer and for every client. Uh, at the time, the technology really didn't make it easy to implement that. So the concept didn't really get implemented that well back then, um, but it was the early thinking behind what we ultimately did at Oric when we started the concept of Joinder several years ago. And you obviously returned to Oric in a, in a senior role and, and were part of the leadership group there. And at that point in time, technology was, was more advanced and, and I understand your client base tended to be rapidly scaling technology companies. When you were in that leadership position at ARC, how did that inform your philosophy on how you wanted your teams to be delivering the legal services to those clients? Well, it's interesting. One of my venture law group partners, a person named Mitch Zukli, is now the chairman of ORIC. I had the good fortune of having Mitch come up as an associate uh, working with me quite a bit. And 
he, he created, while he became chairman maybe 10 years ago, he created the concepts of, of what the Oric strategy is, one of which a very prominent item within the strategy is to be innovative, um, which is not something you typically hear within a law firm strategy, but his belief at the time, which, which and I think it grew out of the venture law group history that he had, and that we all had in, in serving technology companies, his belief is uh, and continues to be that ultimately, just as I mentioned, Craig Johnson had said to us, you know, we've got to be innovative, we've got to be more effective. Doesn't matter if it if it reduces our billable hours. We've we've got to compete on the basis of innovation uh, for the benefit of customers. That's exactly what Mitch has implemented at Oric as a major part of their strategy. And Don, from your perspective, were there innovations that Arik in, in invested in that were transformative for your clients over the, the period of time that you were there? Well, I think the, the, one of the most significant ones was the, the early implementation of the Joinder product. This might have been, I don't know, seven or eight years ago when the world was moving toward data rooms and away from paper for M&A transactions and for financings as well. And we were getting phone calls from from clients saying, hey, we've got a term sheet. Can you get a data room up tomorrow? And we'd have our paralegals scanning documents and, and just running around trying to get all the documents electronically organized. And we realized we can't be caught flat-footed this way. We've got to be all electronic all the time. And that was before other firms were thinking this way. So we said, we're going to get rid of all paper. And we went out and hired a former venture law group person to create a system for us of all electronic file rooms for our clients. And, and we said, we will not have any more paper files, that, that they will just be gone. And that was, you know, that sounds pretty obvious right now, but at the time it was a major step forward. Uh, and it was the early beginnings of the Joinder concept. It, the Joinder concept evolved from that, where we created a an electronic file system for all of our clients that they could get access to at any time, or we could get access to, so that if we got a question at a board meeting or elsewhere, we could instantly answer it. And that was, that was really important. The product then evolved. The next step in the product was make it more cloud-based so that we could add features to it, including the concept of being able to complete a transaction in a single place. That was the next innovation that we were seeking to build and, were and Joinder was able to implement that through the task management capabilities that we added to it. Um, so that was the second piece of the evolution with the full Joinder spin out being the third piece of the evolution of the product. And Don, we're gonna go on to, to discuss what Joinder means within the legal uh, legal ecosystem in a moment. But one observation is that I think a narrative we hear quite a bit is that a lot of the innovation happening in the legal space is being driven by corporate legal departments, specifically legal operations roles that is kind of imposing a lot of change on law firms and on the, the firms that they work with and, and really being that catalyst for them innovating and, and retaining business. And I think it's really interesting to hear you talk about the, the, the visionary chairperson at ARIC, legal leaders like yourselves who were just so bought into 
those step changes that that technology can bring and how services are delivered over the last few decades to 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 clients and and what's really interesting is uh, a recent guest on the podcast was Mary O'Carroll, who you, you might recall led legal operations at Google. She now leads community at Ironclad, but her first role in the legal space was actually at Auric. And she spoke on the podcast about how transformative that was in her career and how seeing how uh, a, a forward-thinking, innovative global firm operated informed a huge amount of what she went on to do at Google, which, which I think many people would agree has really set the standard in the legal operation space uh, for, for what, what great can look like. I'd be interested in your perspective over your career. How have you seen corporate legal departments evolve over that time and, and grow and, and mature and, and how they are being run? Well, there's been quite an evolution there as well. I, I would say over my career, the legal departments have, have become far larger, far more uh, impactful, far more leading of the legal function within their companies. Whereas I think when I started and for many years after I started, companies on the legal side were often driven by their law firms. And it wasn't unusual for outside lawyers to participate in board meetings, for example, and for the general counsel not to participate in board meetings. That has evolved dramatically to just the opposite, where General counsels are the ones that are participating in board meetings, and it's far less typical for outside lawyers to be to be the ones that are invited. And what that it means a lot of things, but one of the things it means is what used to exist is that the law firms would do everything for a customer or a client. They were in effect an, an outsourced general counsel. And that has evolved where the law firms are now more specialized in what they do for companies. Companies, I mean, you mentioned Google. Uh, Mary O'Carroll told us that Google had six, has 600 law firms that they use. Large tech companies back when I started used often one law firm. You know, they weren't as large as Google, but uh, that was the way things worked. And now the whole roles of the general counsel and the legal departments have changed significantly. And it is interesting, while on the one hand, these legal departments have taken over a lot of what law firms do, what we have seen as we've talked to customers is legal departments are very different than law firms. Law firms are very deep in capabilities within various, various areas. Legal departments tend to be much more generalist. And what we found is particularly the smaller legal departments, they are asked to do things that they know nothing about. They might get a question on you know, exporting technology to various countries around the world and their, their job is to figure it out. That came back to us saying, our, boy, our product really would help them if it gives them templates or playbooks on how to respond to things so that they could, they could have a place to go in addition to what they are doing now, which is Googling, you know, you're doing a Google search on export laws. And, and so my point on all this is that they are very much generalist. They're not building, the legal departments are not being built like law firms for the most part, maybe the largest ones are. In other words, the legal department folks have to be more generalized. The law firms, because of the evolution of everything, have become increasingly specialized in, in the, the advice that they provide. So it's really two different worlds. And it's two different worlds from a technology perspective as well, uh, in terms of what 
what Joinder, you know, could Joinder serve both worlds? Can Bright Flag serve both worlds? I think ultimately they can, but it is really two different worlds and two different approaches to, to the, the way that they've ultimately evolved. Uh, and Don, you kind of spoke about how integral ARIC has been in the development of the Joinder product and, and that kind of evolution over time of, of the platform. As the focus kind of crystallized on Joinder being the ideal solution for corporate legal departments, what sort of response did you see from those corporate legal teams that, that, that have been using the platform and the sort of feedback that you've been hearing from them? Well, there's a lot of different use cases and that's one of the great strengths of the Joinder product is it, is it can solve a lot of different problems. It also means that one of the challenges as we sell the product to the customer world is in making sure that we can focus in on those use cases that are repeated within within one place to another. We've heard from many customers or like Juniper Networks, for example, that they love using our product in the litigation context, which is not a context that was one of our primary use cases. But what they found is they loved the ability to tell their law firm to post on Joinder the various tasks and deadlines upcoming so that they can see the calendar of events upcoming in their cases, which they otherwise didn't have visibility on, unless in some cases they'd be able to ask the firm to send them a, you know, an email or a PDF showing the, the upcoming docket. But the law firms historically have kept the dockets for litigation matters. And the, the internal in-house folks have been kept in the dark. And so our product opened that up to Juniper Networks. And after trying our product with a single case, involving a single firm, they asked us to present to all of their law firms, I think they use six or seven litigation firms, on Joinder because they were telling all of their law firms to use Joinder in all of their cases so that they could have access, not only, by the way, to the deadlines upcoming, but also to the documents associated with the case that they otherwise would have to call the law firm to get. So that's one of the, one of the things we've been hearing. Storage continues to be a, a really important, but not that interesting piece of the puzzle, but it's, I, I mentioned that, that Joinder started out by being an electronic file system for Oryx corporate clients. The legal departments, several of the legal departments that are using Joinder are using it to store their corporate documents in a single place so that they don't have them at the law firm for the corporate, some of the corporate documents, and you know, they might have them on, on Box or Dropbox, and somebody else might have them in email. They've organized all that into a single place, and it allows them to create a system of record for their work so that there's a reliable place they can go 24-7 where they can get access to documents as they are asked questions about those documents. And, and so that's been an important use case that will continue to be a very important use case where they can always know that there's a, a place for those documents. It's interesting. I did that with Joinder as, as we built our, our, our company. I needed a place to store the documents. And we, you know, we were a two-year-old company at the time of the acquisition by Breitbike. But I think I had 450 documents within our Joinder workspace that are joinder related documents relating to employment and related to you know partnering and customers and minutes and all sorts of things 
And thankfully, that was reasonably well organized for the purposes of the acquisition or for purposes of, of any access that we needed over time. So there's, that's, that's, a, that's been a very important use case. And then there's the templates that, that we're hearing uh, customers like, they, they want to, under, to be able to repeat things. In other words, if there's a termination of an employee and there's certain steps they have to take, they want to be able to say, okay, let's have those eight steps uh, all set out in a, in, a, in a template so that we know that every time we go through this process, we check off those boxes. There's an unlimited number of these types of use cases. And it, interestingly, it varies depending on each individual customer's needs. Absolutely, Don. And I think certainly we've been blown away by the ease of use of the platform, uh, the intuitiveness, the ability to, as you say, collaborate with all of the stakeholders involved uh, within the corporate legal team, with, with law firms or legal service providers, to have that kind of centralized system of record for the legal team in terms of the, the document storage capabilities within the platform, the ability to create those kind of repeatable templates and steps and workrooms that, that, that are most required for a corporate legal team really enables the team to have one centralized place where they're, they're doing their work. I think one other really important relationship is obviously with the business itself. And how have you seen the, seen joined or impact that the ability for the business and the kind of corporate legal team communicate when there are kind of legal service requests coming from the business as well? In a lot of different ways. One of the inputs we got from customers over the last six months was one of their biggest challenges, particularly during the pandemic, as everybody's obviously become even more electronic they are getting requests for work from all different sources. They're getting them from Slack, where there's a Slack conversation and somebody will say, hey, legal, I need somebody to look at this contract or, or hiring an employee in France. I, I, need, I, I need to know whether that's okay. And, and they were getting overwhelmed. We heard this over and over again. They're getting overwhelmed by having these requests come in in kind of disorganized ways, either through Slack or Teams and then through email or through text and being able to figure out, okay, how do we take those requests, take them out of a non-privileged environment, put them into a privileged environment where we can organize them, we can manage them, and we can manage the, the actual work associated with them as well. And what we realized is our product is perfect for that problem, to solve that problem, because our product manages a, each project from beginning to end and then stores it forever. And the only thing, the aha moment for us was the only thing we needed to add was the easy ability to drop those intake requests into the product. And we called that the first mile. Had the other 99 miles. Uh, we just needed to make that first mile a little bit more intuitive and make it easy to, to take a request from Slack or from Gmail or from Outlook and drop it into a place where the legal team can manage those requests and then can manage those requests as they are completed. And that is the unique part of Joinder that we brought to this intake problem, which is not only can we help them organize the intake of, of the requests and getting those requests taken care of, the combination of those two is really what you need to get your work done. And it's what the in-house lawyers are paid to do. They're paid to 
handle intake requests and get the work done. And that's what we offer them in terms of the product. Absolutely, John. One of the things that really impressed me as well as we got to know yourself and Jim and the team as well was that you had clearly designed the platform from the ground up with, with security as a core guiding principle, which was aligned with how, how we had gone about things in the early days of Bright Flag as well. Why was that so important to, to what you were building? We grew out of a law firm, obviously, and in that environment, the initial version of the product allowed clients to get access to their documents. Even with that first version of the product we had, this is, I don't know, five or six years ago, we had a couple hundred clients every month that were getting access to their documents. And as a law firm that had an obligation to maintain security and, and very focused on that and was, was not testing a third party's product, but instead was saying, here's our product clients. This is what we think will be helpful to you. It was obvious to Oric at the time and to us that we had to provide a super secure product. And if we didn't, we would have a real problem on our hands with, with, from a customer perspective and from a client perspective. And we were doing something that was pretty unique, which was allowing broad access to multiple, call it workspaces. And obviously we couldn't have a client getting access to some other client's space. And we had some missteps in the early days. Interestingly, our, our earliest version of this product built it in such a way so that every client had their own server. So that instead of one instance, like you have in a cloud environment, we had a thousand instances for a thousand clients and we thought that was more secure. Turns out it was just very, very difficult to manage. But it, it didn't take away from our goal of being incredibly secure, but it allowed that particular misstep allowed us to evolve and say, okay, we can be just as secure in a single instance, but we, we just need to carry over all of the security concepts that we've been focused on. I think, Don, as I mentioned, we were just blown away by the intuitiveness of the platform that yourself and the, and the, the joiner team have built. And it was hands down the best collaboration tool we have seen in the, in the legal tech space. And that was why we were so excited about, about the acquisition. I'd be interested, from your perspective, working with the remarkable team of software engineers, product specialists, legal domain experts uh, that make up the joinder team. What is it that you're proudest of that the, the team achieved over the last few years? Uh, it's a great question. I don't know if there's any one thing that rises to the level, but the several things that, that I and we as a team are proud of are we built a great product. We have a great team. We did something very difficult, which was we moved the 1,000 Oric client records, and it's more than a million documents, from the old version of the, the Joinder product that was within Auric. We moved that over to Joinder. We did that this past February, not without a couple of hiccups, but it, worked, it was incredibly smoothly done. And we, we ultimately gave the Auric clients and the Auric lawyers a 10 times better product than what they had with the the most recent other version, the one that I mentioned that, that was based on the 1000 server concept. So we improved it dramatically. 
we achieved that migration. And the difficult part of that was we had we, we couldn't build a product that was minimally viable, which is kind of the approach that a lot of companies can take these days in the software space, which is get a minimally viable product in the market, see how it goes, evolve from there, adapt. We couldn't do that because we had to build a product that was enterprise scale that could handle within a, a weekend as we migrated the old version onto Joinder. We, we had to be able to handle ongoing client work for more than a thousand clients. And it, we, we couldn't have any significant hiccups. We didn't build a minimally viable product. We built an enterprise scale product. Uh, we had to go, we like to say we had to go from zero to 60 miles an hour and basically in a weekend, which is what we did. And we're really proud of that. And we're proud of the fact that we've provided the, all our customers, including Oric, including Juniper Networks, including GoPro and others with a, a very effective product. And we're very proud of the fact, frankly, of, of merging with Bright Flag. One of the interesting parts of what happened or what we heard over the last couple of months as we were talking to financing sources and others in the industry is two different players, one venture firm and one consulting firm came to us during discussions and said, you know, you should, you should talk to Bright Flag because Bright Flag has some manage, matter management capabilities that you really need. And interestingly, they said, each of them said, and, and you have some things that Bright Flag could benefit from as well. And that caused me to reach out to Ian. So frankly, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that we have found what I think is a very interesting and terrific combination where, where it's not an acquisition for revenue or an acquisition for some other purpose. This is an acquisition where it really helps both companies provide a better shorter term and longer term product to, to customers. And it's, it's just, I think it's going to be incredibly well received. Absolutely, Don. And I think what excites Ian and myself the most is the fact that the combination of Bright Flag and, and Joinder offers this end-to-end -end solution for legal operations from that intake process we spoke about where, where you need to engage with the business to right out to outside council management and strategic planning. And the, the fact that there was just that natural fit and, and you had a, a clear strength in areas that were a longer term focus for us, uh, but that we hadn't got to yet. And that, that I think that's what makes this so exciting. And I think the fact that we share a lot of the same underlying principles in how we've gone about building our platform, modern, both modern, easy to use solutions that can easily integrate with, with other enterprise applications makes this such an incredible fit. And I think most importantly, the two teams just working so well together. And it's been such a pleasure welcoming the Joinder team into, into the Bright Flag team and getting to know everybody and work more closely with them over the past few months. It's just been such a pleasure. And uh, and just that, that that alignment around values and vision of what we're all trying to achieve in, in the industry is so important. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think our team has all reacted in the exact same way, which is I think they feel like Bright Flag is a terrific home and the personalities work well together and, and the, the opportunity that's been presented is even more obvious than, than you know, the earlier stage joinder opportunity, which you know, we, had, we had a lot of things we had to accomplish still in our future. 
And what this brings for us is it accelerates our time frame dramatically. And you guys have been in the in the world uh, many more years than we have, and and there's lots of years it takes to build up the momentum that you have, and the resources and the customer service capabilities and and all of the things that it takes to really be a great software company. You've given Joinder the opportunity to accelerate that by many many years, so that that's a huge benefit to us. And I and I think it's just so exciting what this is going to mean for existing Bright Flag customers and Joinder customers, what the, the combined capabilities of the two platforms will mean for them, and, and, uh, and likewise for, for future customers as well. Uh, I really think we're, we're best in class now in those kind of core requirements around collaboration, document management, um, the management of, of collaboration, both with law firms and, uh, and the business, as well as those core requirements around spend management that was really the kind of the start of the Bright Flag journey, bringing all of that together in, in an end-to-end solution for, for legal operations professionals, for in-house legal teams, I think is, is really exciting. And we're, we're already starting to see that from the, the conversations we, we've, we've been having with, with customers. We saw over the last several months, particularly as we got a lot of input with respect to the intake concept, we got a lot of comments from customers saying, boy, in addition to managing this intake, we'd love to have these reporting capabilities and analytics capabilities. We can understand the, the metrics of our business, of our legal department, understand how many people we have, how many, how many requests we're handling, so that when we go to ask for more people in the legal department, we, we have something to talk about. Or when our general counsel needs to go and to the board and, and address what the interesting or tough issues are, he's got reporting analytics, he's got the whole, he needs the whole picture. And I think the combination of Joinder with Bright Flag allows the, the creation of that picture so much more quickly and, and more elegantly, actually. Absolutely, John. And I think that's something we've we have seen in the market for quite a while. There is the need for a platform like Bright Flag to both make the lives of in-house lawyers, legal operations professionals easier day to day in the kind of individual tasks and activities that they need to do, uh, whether it's dealing with an intake request or reviewing and approving an invoice. But we also need to provide that macro level visibility to kind of legal leadership, to the general counsel, to finance team, to other key stakeholders to understand what's going on uh, within the legal team. And, and I think we've, we've designed the platform in such a way to, to facilitate and optimize for an easy to use experience for individual team members within the legal team, as well as providing the reporting and analytics that that, that are required um, as an organization starts to scale. I, I think final question for me, Don, unrelated to the world of legal innovation and, and innovation in legal service delivery, I'd be interested to understand what, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time when, you're, when you aren't innovating? I'm going to continue to be connected with Bright Flag and, and Joinder as a consultant, but it gives me the opportunity the answer is I love being active. I love hiking. I love trail running. I love anything that's competitive from an athletic perspective. What I'm realizing, though, is that you know, I'm not the same guy as I was before I went to law school in terms of the ability to, to, to get to that, you know, that tennis shot 
I'm a little slower out there than I was before. So I'm just gonna, I gotta, I gotta manage my expectations. Well, certainly uh, hiking, trail running, uh, hopefully, as you say, have a bit more time to, to enjoy those things uh, with friends and family, John. And uh, I think from our perspective, as we've said, we're incredibly excited about the, the acquisition about uh, the, the joiner team joining the Bright Flag team, about what, what it means for our customers and within the broader market. And, and certainly for anybody who, who wants to, to learn more about the, the product, please go to brightflag.com. We're going to be running a series of webinars and other events uh, where you can, you can get to see the platform in action and, and learn a little bit more about it. But, but Don, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you very much, Alex. Appreciate it. I'm Alex Kelly, host of the In-House Outliers podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Brightflag, an AI-powered legal operations platform where corporate legal departments gain visibility into operations, maximize productivity, and engage with outside counsel strategically. If you like this episode, then you can find more information in our show notes. If you want to hear more, then you can also find more episodes at brightflag.com forward slash legal hyphen operations hyphen podcast. Thanks again for listening to the In-House Outliers podcast. We'll see you again next time.